0: Welcome to episode eight of 602 Rose Show. Uh, this is the week five recap for Michelle's season uh, with week six picks uh, on the back of the deck. So we will jump right into it. No errors and no omissions. I don't know if that's because we're not making any or because no one's catching them, uh, but either way, we, nothing.
1: I think we're just that good.
0: Yeah, I'm not convinced that that's it, but we can go with it. <laughs> Uh, Again, just as a reminder, here's the uh, overall week-to-week points, uh, all the scoring. You can also find it on the Rose League app. Our Week 5 picks, um, Megan, again, made a change. Uh, Megan, if you'll let me, I I would like to steal some of your thunder. Uh, Megan. Megan, along with uh, one other person in our home league, uh, had perfect scores this week. They uh they scored the uh the most in all of Bachelor Nation, um so congratulations on uh, on your perfect scores, um <laughs> so why don't we start with you? You made a, a major change uh from Chris yeah. to Olu. You want to kind of run us through that really quick?
1: Yeah, so um even at the time of filming um I was on the fence about Chris kind of for the same reasons that you were. On one hand, I just I love and live for the drama but on the other hand especially within the rose league the drama ends up costing you points sometimes um particularly depending on how the producers like the cut the producers put on it so there's been other leagues that we've been in um like the batch bracket um which i don't know if we've mentioned them before but <laughs> we used to play on batch bracket and there you would get a ton of points for drama regardless of kind of the way it's cut um, the Rose gets a little bit trickier how drama is portrayed and kind of what, where the points are coming from or being subtracted from. Um, so as the previews kept rolling out and as I was watching kind of the cut that Chris was getting, for me, it, it kind of went with what you were saying, that it just seemed like he was going to be more of a loss of points than he would be a gain. Um, I ended up, I was in between going with either Casey or Olu. Um, part of my decision with going with Olu was that I thought that he would stay past this elimination ceremony. Um, and Casey, I wasn't sure if he would make it. Um, I also, I mean, Olu was so big in the last episode. I was hoping that he would continue some of that m- momentum and show up again. And I think for me too, one of the big things that I saw from Olu last week that we hadn't seen before was him like actually getting in some of like the drama. Like for the first time, he actually started to call people out for shit. And so I was hoping that he would continue that trend as well this episode, which he did.
0: Yeah, he certainly did. And uh, it was apparent really early on that Olu needed to be in your lineup there. Uh, ended up scoring 15 points on Smack Talk. Um, so like you said, definitely got a rose. He threw some swears in there. He talked some smack and, uh, and it was big points. And uh, uh, there was not a combination to get to top score of the week that did not have Olu in it. Um, I don't know if anyone saw it, but on Monday I put out a, a short comparing uh, Chris and Rodney. That hit um, pretty much dead on. Yeah. Unfortunately, Rodney was not the right choice. Uh, it, it was it was <laughs> Olu. Um, so Megan and I, identical lineups, except for Rodney versus Olu, uh, I went really Chalk, knowing he'd move on. Um, well done, well done to uh, to you and uh, an unnamed participant in our league. Uh, I, I don't
1: could name her because she ends up showing up on the on the next step or on the next slide, right?
0: I mean, that, that's probably fair. I just didn't necessarily want to give Myra any credit. Uh, she has been a phenomenal week to week picker since she started yeah. uh, on uh, BIP. So.
1: That's awesome the that. as well. And, Good job uh, on perfect lineups. I'm happy to share this victory with her, especially because it puts her, I think, within eight points of you and me, within nine points or something like that.
0: It's tight. Uh, we'll we'll get to that in just a second here. Uh, here's the overall results, which uh, I am realizing I cropped horrifically. Uh, 20202 <laughs> uh, being the the maximum for the week, uh, and and you see here, Megan hit that. Uh, 183 for me. Rodney came in at 15 points. Um, you no, know, really, really dead on what I was projecting. Uh, when I talked about him on Monday, Oldwood coming in at 34. Uh, so, so nice big swing there. Uh, chalked the rest of the way. We knew who had most of those roses, uh, and another, another big performance from Clayton as well. So, uh, here's the, uh, the overalls. Uh, you'll see there, Myra in second place, Megan one point behind her. Um, Still out in first place, seven up, seven up, and eight up, respectively, of, of the ladies here. That, um,
1: that gap is closing.
0: Yeah, Ashley Marie uh, rounding up the top five, uh, and you'll see now uh, the Bachelor Nation overall standings. Uh, I moved up to twentieth, and Megan moved all the way up to thirty-third. Cool. Uh, so uh, we uh, are occupying some some high ranking <laughs> slots here. It's going to get a little bit tougher as we as we continue moving on. The uh, the people in the top three slots uh, did really well early on, so it, it might be hard to catch them, but definitely a great showing and uh, yeah, absolutely what we're here for. Here for the right reasons, if you're scoring points. Uh. <laughs> uh, so we'll move right on to the big three things. Um, kind of get our get our recap moving here. Megan, what was your favorite for week five?
1: I think I went first last time, so I think it's your
0: turn to go first. All right, my favorite was uh, Clayton on the football date. We've, <laughs> seen, uh, we've seen almost nothing from Clayton all season. And, uh, you know, he, he sniffed, sniffed the turf and came alive. Uh, really dominated that group date beginning to end. Uh, I, I didn't see him eat a whole lot of the, the, the rotten fish that they were eating, but uh, it did enough to, to win the date. Uh, and, and really, for the first time, we saw some, some emotion and some character development from, from Clayton on the show. Um, you know, the, guys, yeah. uh, the guys really seemed to kind of defer to him for a little bit, and then uh, he ran away with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, we learned that he could string together more than two sentences, which is positive going into his Bachelor season.
0: You're going to get me in trouble. I'm going to leave that alone. What was your favorite, Megan? <laughs>
1: Well, going back to your uh, rotten fish, so I actually have to to say that I um, have been where these bachelor men were before. I have tried fermented (laughs) herring, and it is so bad. (laughs) It is so bad. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, men, I I feel you. Feel you.
0: So that was your favorite part of the episode, was them eating for mental yeah. hearing?
1: No, I just wanted to, you know, give myself a little lift and then also, you know, let the guys know that I'm feeling them, feeling them, feeling their stomachs.
0: Rodney asking, is it crunchy? Uh was a, <laughs> was a highlight for me on that? Yeah.
1: Um, it tastes like vomit. It's real gross. Yeah. Um, No, so my favorite part, which like, you probably saw coming, and if you've been watching all the episodes, you guys also might see coming, um, is one, the ABC actually put a trigger warning in the appropriate spot of this episode. Thank you, ABC. Um, And then, again, I, I always just really appreciate when people are able to talk about their struggles and to be vulnerable in the different ways that they are. Um, and again, I think for Joe, especially given his, the stoic nature that we've seen so much, like so far from him, um, seeing him kind of break down a little bit was a different side of him.
0: So, uh, I'll bring us back to where we normally sit on our podcast. To say my least, favorite was Michelle's week over week edit. Um, we didn't need. Last week, we didn't need... They, they've been doing such a good job pushing her as a, as a role model, as a strong and empowered woman, as someone who, in her words, speaks for herself. I hated last week's edit. It really made me question Michelle as a, as a character, not necessarily as a person, but definitely the characterization that they're providing us. And then this week, we went right back to the strong, brave, bold Michelle... Uh, the the narrative they were pushing with her insecurities didn't come to anything and we're right back into her being strong and outspoken and so my least favorite is, is whatever the hell they're doing with this edit. Uh, you can give me either one and there's merits to both. You can't jump back and forth within the span of two episodes from meek and timid and questioning and and afraid back to this fearless, bold woman who, who will tell these guys exactly how it is. It, it didn't make any sense to me from a narrative standpoint. It didn't make any sense to me from an edit standpoint.
1: I would agree with you up until she opened up to Nate on her date about her own struggles and where last episode's insecurities came from. Because as she described on her date, she was literally disappearing before her significant other's eyes and he said nothing like literally almost had to get a, like a, a a bag put in because she couldn't keep like down food she was losing so much weight so she was literally shrinking before his eyes and yet there was nothing said so I think for me if that hadn't been part of the edit of this episode I would agree with you 100% but because they brought that story full, full circle for me it saved it a little bit. Fair enough. Um, my least favorite part of this episode were Michelle's friends. <laughs> um, who were supposed to come in and ask the tough questions. And I'm sitting here asking myself, where the fuck are the tough questions? <laughs> um, because the tough questions were... Are you here for the right reasons? What about, you? What about Michelle attracted you to her? Um, and how do you feel about her? And in my mind, those are not tough questions. Um, so I just, and they do this every single season. And again, every single season, I fucking hate it. Um, in my mind, like if you're going to bring people's friends onto the show, make it unique to them. Like don't give them a script to read. Because every single season, it feels like they're reading the same script.
0: That, I'm not convinced they were her actual friends and not just horrible actresses.
1: <laughs> um,
0: the vaguely Mediterranean girl uh, mm-hmm. just seemed almost like a diversity hire. She was just kind of there. She didn't even ask any of the questions. Um, it was uncomfortable and strange Um, so obviously we don't know how long they filmed for, but the four minutes that they chose were meaningless and
1: Nate sat there. We learned nothing about Michelle. We learned nothing about Nate. Like it was pointless.
0: But the way they looked at each other. No. Yeah. I, I could, I could do, do without that portion as well. But, uh, whatever that was, it's telling that she wanted Nate there. Um, I think coming off of some of the things that were said about Nate, um, yeah. she was looking for a little bit of backup, a little bit of support, and uh, certainly got that from yeah. from her her friends or the or the paid actresses acting as friends. Uh, <laughs> but uh, definitely got that uh, reinforcement she was looking for about Nate. Absolutely. Uh, my surprise was the producers doing what we all wanted them to do and putting Chris in the horse costume. That was
1: mine, too! Uh,
0: literally, literally the horse's ass. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you knew immediately, even if you hadn't watched any of the previews, where that episode was going to go when all of these big, huge, strapping men are in these barely there viking uniforms with the furs and the horns and the you know, masculine symbols of of war and conquering and they put chris in a blow up horse costume
1: i just again the the producers are just killing it this season with the funny
0: the look on his face was everything i wanted it to be um, mm-hmm. I look forward to the, the moratorium on uh on him speaking to be up, so that we can hear maybe a little bit of behind the scenes of what what the hell happened with Chris. Chris was uh an interesting villain, an interesting character, uh, and I'm not necessarily disappointed to see him walk away. No, and
1: I think that you're giving him a little bit too much credit by calling him interesting.
0: Uh, Michelle, uh, who this week, uh, I. I didn't care for her outfits again, so I have her featured against the wall of red roses in a beautiful red dress. Um,
1: I loved every single one of her nighttime outfits.
0: The green, the green dress was uh, striking.
1: Yeah. I loved the green. I loved the black, um, the black that she wore on her date with Joe. That had like the it's not cool, like organza. Like I know you you don't like it because it had like puffy sleeves with it. Um, and then I loved, um, I didn't mind her like, kind of like casual, like white button down that she wore with Nate. It did bother me that they were matching, but I didn't mind that on her. Um, and then I actually, I liked her rose ceremony one too.
0: I unfortunately only really have negative comments for Michelle this week. I, I had wanted to touch on her conversation with Joe. Uh, I'm going to stay away from that until I can collect a little more data and have conversations with some people about it. Uh, So I will focus on the negative things that I wrote down about Michelle, uh, and maybe we'll come back to that in a a bonus episode. (laughs) Um, I hated how she talked about being in Minnesota and what it meant to her and what it meant for her character. And she says, I want them to see where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And then picks the guy who lives there uh to take on a one-on-one date uh that 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 was stupid um i understand why but the whole narrative that she was feeding the audience about how the city made her who she is and this is like part of her and she wants to share that with the guys and then hey minnesota guy how about we just hang out here uh i didn't care for that uh, and then just a throwaway before I let you talk about any other Michelle you want is uh, Michelle, for two weeks in a row now, white wine after dark. Uh, so I think I'm going to make a shirt because I, I've had just about enough of the white wine after dark stuff. Uh, don't drink white wine after dark, people. There's red wine. There's alcohol. There's beer. No white wine after dark. Sun shining only.
1: There you go. Um, yeah, I i am um, like really curious about the producer's choice to come to minnesota this early in the season and to spend presumably at least two weeks here i feel like normally we don't go to the bachelor bachelorette's hometown um one for a visit but two for any significant amount of time um and so i do like it's just it's an interesting choice um and i i wonder what conversations were had like behind the scenes about that
0: it's got to be covid related Normally, the the venue change at the halfway point is somewhere exotic. I think, uh, I think Clayton's season coming up here, they go to Croatia. No. Um, so it had to have been COVID-related. It must be easy to get filming permits and stuff in Minnesota. It had to have been something simple that that we don't we're just not privy to the information. But yeah, it, it it's it's weird. It's a it's a weird dynamic with it being where she's from, especially when it's the exact same place that one of the front runners is from.
1: Well, as the guys very much fixated on early and early in the season is that. Yeah. I mean, Joe and Michelle have this Minnesota connection um, and it is going to like lead to different conversations while they're there. Um, I think otherwise, I don't know. Again, I, again, harking back to um, Michelle's episode last week, one of the things that she said at the beginning of this episode, which again, I, appreciate is her while well, she keeps referring to wanting to find her person I don't know and this might be where I have to go back and do an oopsie um, but I don't know yet if she's referred to wanting to find her soul mate um, but she's wanting to find her person and for me like I appreciate that distinction because that suggests that there's more than one person for you right? Versus like this one ultimate soulmate. But with that, I mean, like one of the things that she talks about this, um, this episode at the beginning is I have so many guys and any of them could be my person. And I think all of these guys would choose me every day. And I just like, like that. I, like, I just really appreciated that sentiment, especially again, coming off of last week with all those insecurities. Like it just, it, it was like a nice, I think. Yeah, it was just a nice nod to how she's feeling better this week.
0: She seems to have a genuine connection with way more guys than I remember a lead having. we I uh, have a
1: lot of male broken hearts. So fantasy viewers, get ready for some major points with crying.
0: There's going to be some crying coming for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, our eliminations this week were uh, Chris S., yeah. uh, Casey, and Leroy. Did you have anything on any of them?
1: Um, so I didn't have anything for Libra or Casey. Um, for Chris S. I just I feel like, you know, our uh, loyal loyal viewers would love this comment from me um as as we were watching the stadium uh, date and he's going up in like his like horse costume um to throw the big vlog. <laughs> The only thing I could think is oh, I really hope he farts when he throws it. <laughs> um, spoiler: He didn't. <laughs> but like, how perfect would that have been if he just went like, ugh, and then like farted?
0: I mean, it was not a impressive feat of masculinity uh, when he got up there, and and I think I saw for the first time the size disparity yes. between these other guys and Chris. Chris is significantly smaller. Uh, and some of it you could see was camera angle. Some of it was they, they were trying to make him look small, but, but he is significantly smaller. I also saw for the first time just how big Clayton is, uh, which I'm sure I'll bring up again when we talk about Clayton. But since we're talking about how small Chris is, I, I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Um, Casey narrating till the end. Uh, oh, yeah. Just about narrated his own exit. Uh, like, I,
1: I think he would have if he could have.
0: I think if they do Bachelor in Paradise again this year, Casey is going to have a grocery store Joe type long run as like the the older man who's a little more mature and settled down, and he's going to date like <laughs> a twenty four year old.
1: You <laughs> don't
0: want that. Uh, I don't think you to do it. Chris S. Uh, I only had three notes for One was the horse costume, which we, we've already talked about. The other were quotes. Um, I went out on a limb for her.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you he did.
0: Which is wild. Uh, and then my favorite, I'm Chris, and they're the other guys. Which is factual. Um, yeah. So I, I really have no issue with, but saying it out loud in front of the camera really starts to paint a picture about what the producers talked to you about saying. Um, But just weird. It's just just a weird evolution from afterthought to villain to gone. Yes. Uh, And I did not have anything on Leroy. I think Leroy was kind of a casualty of the producers wanting Martin to stick around for one more week.
1: I think it's also just like a casualty of like I I honestly don't know what the editors are doing this season. Other um, been giving us like really like clutch, funny moments, um, but like I feel like this season maybe more than any other, we're and I, I might mention this last week is like we're just not seeing as many conversations with the non lead guys. Um, like I think from week one, well okay, uh, from week two we knew who, the, who like the top four or five or six guys were going to be just because of screen time. And I feel like in other seasons, it's been a little more spread out and a little bit more nuanced and there was more questioning of that. But I mean, like guys like Leroy, who clearly had connections with Michelle, who clearly had some like really intense conversations with her, got zero screen time. Like he did not say a word on this episode that we heard.
0: The internet, uh, very upset that Leroy got sent home. Uh, yeah. I, I would be shocked to see him again on another on another product, uh... You were
1: almost as upset as you were about PJ going
0: home. <laughs> RIP PJ. Uh, Brandon uh, is the first of the surviving guys that we'll get to this week. Uh, this guy is stealing points every chance he gets. Uh, I don't think he was within five feet of Michelle without kissing her. Um... And from a fantasy standpoint, I am, I am here for it. If you can, if you can pop over and, and that quick peck, like in between stuff going on on a group date, that is, that is golden.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's a cutie clearly has a stomach of steel. Um, beginning of the episode, like my heart almost broke for him because he was so excited to get a one on one date. And then when he did not he was so upset. Um, but no, I, he, he just reminds me of, you know, like a young college kid. And that's why I can call them young college kids. Um, fallen <laughs> was, uh, you know, falling in love for the first time. I'm like, oh, sweetie. So cute. Uh,
0: Clayton, who had another decent showing this episode, uh, <laughs> All of my notes we kind of touched on by talking about other guys. Uh, I said, this dude is huge and so fucking excited for football.
1: Yeah, I have um, this is the most he's talked uh, and I said if you don't perform well, God help you. And then my last two comments are Rose, exclamation, or exclamation point family, exclamation point. <laughs> um,
0: I think he's got One more week. We'll we'll talk about it in the picks, but I think he gets a pretty heavy edit here. Um, We got to set up Bachelor. We got to set up Bachelor. We're running out of time. Yeah. Um, So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. His screen time has been increasing over the last three. Uh, so, So they're building toward whatever narrative it is that they want for setting up Bachelor.
1: I mean, I'll give you
0: the last two I mean he was he's been building for three F- two minutes of screen time is more than one minute of screen time
1: you're right one or I'm sorry five words is is more than one word
0: uh Joe uh, who i uh, I don't have anything on for this week uh, I touched on that earlier I'm gonna abstain from. Some of the conversation on Joe, it's not necessarily fantasy relevant from a recap standpoint. We can, we could probably get into it down the road, but uh, I'd be interested to hear some of your thoughts.
1: Yeah. Um, I think from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, some of the things that I heard that make me feel like Joe is, has staying power. Um, he reminds her of her dad and her brother. Um, again, he similar to Martin last week, um, talks about his vulnerability being a skill that he's still working on. So that means that it's more meaningful when he does it. Um, and then they have they have that connection for basketball. And that's something that we've talked about. I mean, even outside of that connection for Minnesota and Minneapolis, um, that connection for basketball is so big for Michelle. And like, you can see it watching them play basketball together. Um, and so I think those things kind of all put together for me Suggest that he's staying for at least a
0: while. I mean, even 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 the conversation they had, where they're discussing what losing basketball meant to him, you you saw how it resonated with her. Um, yep. So yeah, I, I can absolutely see what you're talking about with that. Uh, yeah. You know, we we got Joe here for a bit, so I'm I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping I see a little bit more from a from a fantasy standpoint. Um, obviously, a, a big scoring episode with the one on one. Uh, another guy took advantage and, and stole a lot of kisses, uh, mm-hmm. including immediately upon being grabbed, which I think is a is a good power move there as well.
1: And a little, like, make-out session in the car. Immediately following Michelle saying, I'm so excited to see the city with him. And then just a shot of making out. Again, producers, love you.
0: Always a good job. Uh, Martin, uh, he... Uh, Let's
1: start
0: over let's start from the beginning of the episode. Uh, going after Nate seems like kind of a death stroke for a lot of these guys. Yeah. Um I don't know how much of that's Michelle and how much of that's the editing, how much of that's producers, but I mean you, you have seen your, your house buddies go down doing the same thing. Um it's really yeah. interesting that's to see him do the same.
1: He keeps choosing the wrong people to be like confidants for. And again, I don't know if it's the edit, but he just seems drawn to these people who require him to support them and their drama and then they go home.
0: I saw a tweet uh, and I won't be able to credit it because it was buried. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it's how many shitty friends do you have to pick before you're a shitty person?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I actually wrote down such a shit, so that works. <laughs>
0: uh, as, a, as a man who has a lot of female friends uh, and, and, and generally enjoys the company of women, uh, hearing them referred to as females, almost always a bad thing. Um, girls don't like that. And then when you're referring to females who are high-maintenance,
1: Yeah, I also don't like that.
0: When your roots are very clearly touched recently. Um, It's a lot.
1: And then trying to tell a woman that guys can be high maintenance, but they typically aren't. Because guys don't expect women to do everything for them.
0: I I honestly think he meant it all as a compliment uh the michelle that we have been given sees right through that um you could see very visibly on her face how upset she was i was shocked to see him get a rose um looking at the guys that went home i don't know if there's a better choice i like leroy but we hadn't been shown a whole lot about leroy I was very surprised to see Martin survive the night after kind of going off the deep end on on the females and uh, yeah. kind of giving backhanded comments to g- girls like Michelle who aren't high maintenance because they don't care. I'm I'm not I'm not entirely sure where that. Where it's that also just like a was.
1: general lack of respect and care for like women in general, right? Like there's this misconception that some guys have that telling a girl that she's not like other girls is a compliment. That's typically not a compliment. There are a lot of reasons that we don't need to go into here. But typically not a compliment and instead is usually a red flag. And Michelle is smart enough to know that. So. Also, I'm I'm just done with him doing flips,
0: too. Yeah, I think uh I think from a fantasy standpoint, be very careful if you deploy Martin uh next week because I I, uh, I think everyone can kind of see the runways ending here. Mm-hmm. So check the trailers, check the edit. You you might be able to dump some points at the end, but I, I think the writing's on the wall for Martin. Mm-hmm. Nate, uh, who we've kind of discussed around a bit, um, I'm disinterested.
1: I still don't feel like I know anything about him. And I thought it was really interesting and maybe maybe telling, um, but he finally gets a one-on-one. He finally gets a chance to like talk to Michelle and to America um, about who he is as a person. And the only thing that was highlighted on that date was Michelle opening up to him instead of the other way around.
0: Obviously at this point, if you're watching this show, you have a pretty good idea of where this season ends. Uh, yeah. One thing that Megan and I had talked about earlier in the week is that this week, statistically one-on-ones in week five mean you're going to be in the final two. Mm-hmm. Um Take from that what you will, whether it's editing magic or intentional or whatever. Um, to have two of our front runners, two of our final three, get one-on-one dates in a pivotal week uh, really shows you how formulaic a lot of this show is. Um, there has to be more to Nate. It feels like some of the magic has been worn off with these conflicts with the other guys, but Michelle is, is smitten. Um, she
1: is, and yet, from and we'll get to this for the picks. But like, I mean, from this newest preview we got of the rest of the season, it seems like he continues to have drama with other guys. Um, I yeah, I mean, I'm I'm intrigued because like, I on one hand I trust Michelle's judgment, but on the other hand. He really hasn't shown us anything
0: 59 fantasy points out of a one spot he will continue to be the one spot my guess would be the rest of the way uh, strictly from a fantasy standpoint you don't even have to like the guy he has to be in your lineup uh, you kind of have to build the rest of your pricing around him because nate has shown on weeks he doesn't have a one-on-one that he's a he's a top scorer uh, and if you give this guy any alone time, he's gonna score huge points. Fifty nine points, outpaced everybody else by by I think by I think ten almost. I think Joe is a low fifties. It's not nothing. So more to come on Nate, but uh, from strictly a fantasy standpoint, you probably have to keep deploying him indefinitely until until he leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olu, who I have no notes on. Um, I just
1: am loving seeing more of him. And then I have written down a quote from him. you were a donkey, man. This fucking kills me. Okay.
0: That's uh, what I have. On I'll, I'll take the opportunity to tip my cap one more time to uh not only the people in our league but everyone who uh snuck Olu into our roster. Well done. Uh like I said you you had to have him to win this week and uh some of our people did, and some of uh, Bachelor Nation did as well. So, uh, great job, Peganolu. Rick, who again was really weird reading his own name on a date card. I. That's all I have?
1: It's just like, this episode, he just came off as real weird, period. His yelling, war cry, um, when Michelle had him... Um walk on the on the strip and he was so stiff and then the, there was like the weird dancing moment that they had with the serendipitous piano man. um it was just a weird episode for him. I don't know, but he got the first rows out so again Rick had and they would say is a potential for a lineup moving forward.
0: Someone posted on Instagram that he is um. Tim Curry in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, uh, that's kind of the the vibe he's given off, and I can't unsee it now.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So uh, more to come on Rick. He's obviously still around. Uh, Rodney, who hit her with the secret handshake again, oh. and uh, kind of pulled the baby Brandon. He was stealing some kisses uh, throughout throughout the night, throughout the throughout the dates. Uh, yeah. Like I said, that's points, and ultimately, that's what we're here for—is the fantasy points.
1: Yes, I just, I also just again really appreciate Rodney. What I wrote down is that he's just so grateful, and like he looks like he just adores her, and I can only imagine like what that feels like for her.
0: If Bachelor in Paradise is a thing again this year, I really hope to not see Rodney. Um, A lot of his interactions with Michelle have seemed really genuine. Uh, I think it would definitely take away from those interactions to see him doing the same kind of stuff with Demi on the beach in Mexico. I just, I, I, I don't want to see him on VIP. Eat
1: him alive. Let's be
0: honest. Um. So that's, uh, that's the rundown. Uh, we'll get into uh, season long. Uh, really quickly because season long is almost like beating a dead horse. I will say that uh, the top of season long is again ahead of the weekly Twitter league. Uh, we continue to uh, to outpace and outperform. Uh, so hats off to uh, everyone in season long doing great. Uh, Myra and I sitting comfortably in first. Uh, Unless we have really missed on something that uh, we will not relinquish that lead. That's going to hold 2,195 points. Uh, Everyone behind us has lost at least one player. Um, I think there's one other intact lineup uh, down toward the bottom, uh, 15th place or so. Uh, So that that would be the only one that that if we've missed on something with our lineups could potentially jump up. Uh, I scored 575 this week. Megan scored 495. Uh, in an effort to preserve Megan's pride, uh, I pulled the slide with the weekly breakdowns. Um, I will continue to pace. We had, we had overwhelmingly the same roster with, with one change, so I pulled that slide out of here, uh, but wanted to keep the, the top 10 up. Uh, so you can see all the, all the 602 row show participants that are holding up the top 10 here. Uh, Megan currently sitting in fourth um me obviously my room myself tied for tied for first place uh because she's a, a lineup copier kidding kidding <laughs> so I'll, no i say
1: the reason why you can't um uh, while you're trying to preserve my dignity too is because i purposely did not you know have the same lineup as you so yeah.
0: i mean that's that's one way we can spin this uh but yeah so uh, so great you also want me to- the show with you. So. <laughs> Great job to everybody on season long. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll keep dialing in on that, but we won't do the uh, the weekly breakdown anymore. Uh, so, all, all that's really left is to get into uh, week six picks. Uh, I will say it's Thursday night. Uh, mm-hmm. I am waiting on one piece of data that's going to probably come out Monday morning. Uh, I'm looking to see. Well, we'll get in the lineup we can talk about it. Um, Here's the Week 6 pricing. Down to eight guys, so it finally fits nicely on one screen. Uh, Nate, obviously, after a huge week, uh, up at 24. Rick at 23 with Joe. Olu and Rodney at 19. Brandon at 18. Clayton at 16. uh, And Martin uh, down there at the bottom also at 16 roses. Uh, Still five-man teams, so you need uh, five players with 100 roses. These are how our picks sit today. Uh, I have Clayton, Nate, Joe, Rodney, and Brandon. Um, We've seen a little bit of footage. It's really hard to tell now with a long season preview what is this week and what is not this week. Uh, I believe from what we've been shown that Clayton gets a one-on-one. I think Clayton goes home on this one-on-one. Um, I think he's going to score enough points where he won't shoot himself in the foot. He'll he'll get the minus six for getting sent home, but I think he'll put up enough. The rest of my lineup is chalk. That's our final four. Uh, Nate, Joe, Rodney, Brandon. Uh, so the piece of information I'm waiting on is what I'm sure Megan is going to talk about is seeing the one big difference in our lineup is, uh, is the, the final piece of the puzzle I'm looking at. So Megan, would you like to speak on your lineup a little bit?
1: Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that Clayton gets a one-on-one. I'm actually pretty sure that Brandon gets a one-on-one too. Um, I was trying to calculate out how many more weeks we have until hometowns. So I'm trying to figure out how many guys go home this week versus next week. And by my calculation, we're getting real close to hometowns. And so I'm pretty sure that two people go home this week and that at least two people go home this week. And then I think one maybe goes home the next week. And so I think it makes sense for there to be two one-on-ones this week still. And we know that Brandon does get a one-on-one. And so I'm kind of banking on both of them having one-on-ones. Um, but the main piece of puzzle, puzzle that's missing is what's happening on the group date, um, and who's going on the group date and what might happen during that group date. Cause in the season long, there's no footage of a group date.
0: So there is, um, the farm.
1: Oh uh, yeah. The farm group date. Yeah. And
0: that's where I was kind of stuck. Cause Rick is on that date, mm-hmm. but we've also seen footage of like a ropes course. Of some sort. And it looks like Rick.
1: Well and. Again we know that. Rick and her seem to have good connection. And he hasn't really been a big piece. In the last couple episodes. So again. Me not having a ton of of information. So I went with Rick over Joe. Because Rick hasn't been featured much much recently. And so I think that. They might be highlighting him more. Coming up here. Especially because Joe just got so much time in this last date that um, I could see them featuring Rick more. And that was kind of my decision-making there. Yeah.
0: But So obviously, Megan changes her lineup every week.
1: Uh, you're welcome, guys. I keep things interesting.
0: I have Clayton, Martin, and Olu all going home this week. Rick moving on.
1: I only have, in my head, Martin and Olu going home this week.
0: Yeah, I, I I need to see I need to see the previews to see who gets these one on ones. I have Joe in right now as chalk. We know he moves on. Nice safe points. I would be shocked to see Joe get anything meaningful as you just talked about. Um,
1: there is some kind of weird drama that Clayton gets into, like like we see in the preview. Like he's yelling at someone about being fake, and I. I I just don't know if that happens this week when he gets a one-on-one. So in my mind, he stays another week. But again, I think more previews are going to be coming out and we will see what happens. And I mean, one or both of us is right. So
0: hopefully one or both of us is right. We could both be (laughs) wrong, but uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on it. If anything major shakes out of the previews, we might do a, a quick touch up episode. Otherwise, uh, Check the socials, and we'll also recap it uh, next week. We'll see. Uh, we should be about two episodes away from hometowns, which uh, for anyone who's not initiated, that's Final Four. Uh, usually they go from four to three, three to two. One more date with your Final Two, and then you're done. Um, we should wrap before before Christmas here. We are going to get a, a garbage episode, uh, Men Tell All. Which sometimes has new footage, Um, so there's usually a lineup for that week. It just depends. It's all kind of fluid. They kind of do whatever they want from a, from a, a show standpoint. But as it sits right now, week six picks, I have Clayton, Nate, Joe, Rodney, and Brandon. Megan has Brandon, Clayton, Nate, Rick, and Rodney. Uh, so, like I said, if anything major shakes out, we'll, uh, we'll touch base on that, but that's the way we see it right now. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting a little more footage out of ABC and seeing, uh, seeing how well it shakes out.
1: And, uh, like and subscribe, so you make sure to keep good tabs on us.
0: We're doing some shorts. We got some shorts in the works. Uh, that, uh, short blew up on Instagram and TikTok. Not so much on YouTube, because, you know, y'all don't watch enough, but...
1: And I still have yet to have anyone sign into my DMs, guys. I'm kind of butthurt, hurt,
0: so you know, still open. Uh, happy picking, good luck. Uh, Tuesday night uh, can't come soon enough. I'm looking looking for some more bachelorette. So good luck, everybody, and uh, have a great weekend.